VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and have an eaten heavy breakfast to O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. And there's a, a lot of radio shows that do not talk hockey that are now suddenly hockey experts. Now, we, we're we not going to start with that. We will work our way there because I feel like I get people email, are you going to talk about the Washington Capitals? No, I don't. Uh, no, I, there's no rule that says in the guidelines that I have to talk about the Washington Capitals. I don't. I watch the game. We'll work our way there. But uh, the, the word here, if I begin this radio show, whatever this is, I began through the powerful microphones of Fox Sports Radio, breaking down the Stanley Cup final. You know what the, the word for that is? Disingenuous. That would be the word, right? So I'm not going to do that, but I will get there. Uh, but I wanted to begin with the conclusion, which is just hours away from the NBA season. We await the inevitable end to the finals. And the thing that got my attention the thing that I want to discuss here, the mainstream NBA media foaming at the mouth over Golden State. Like somehow this is a surprise that the Warriors are up 3-0 in the finals, even though last year they were up 3-0 in the finals. Now, I don't know if you've been following this at all. If you've paid any attention to mainstream sports media, you've heard about it, but maybe you missed it. Maybe you got stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know what kind of life you got. Uh, but in short... The combination of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green are demon spawn, and they have done irreversible damage to professional basketball in America. That's the general sense that I have gotten from consuming some of this. So I wanted to discuss, now how predictable was this this storyline, right? You you knew before the, the finals, really before the season, outside of... Durant and Curry colliding and falling on top of Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, that this was going to be the result. It's as predictable as the fact that you're going to die sometime and you got to pay taxes until you die, unless you're a tax cheat, and then good luck on that. You might go to jail. So, All right, so the question here, are the Golden State Warriors ruining the NBA, right? No. 
they're not ruining the NBA. It's, it's so absurd. This is so absurd, this conversation about this. Uh, my thoughts, you've got jealousy, the micro-macro, and the loser's mindset. And we will tie all of this together. Now, number one, the Warriors, the way they've played against Cleveland, I don't want to say the word flawless because they have trailed in games. Game one, they trailed late. There were eight lead changes in game three. But when it mattered, they ended up butchering the Cavaliers, right? They took advantage of J.R. Smith being J.R. Smith and then just delivered the knockout blow, the guillotine in game one in that overtime. And so right now, as you knew, if you know anything about basketball, even if you don't know anything about basketball, everyone knew this, uh, they're unparalleled in NBA circles. They're absolutely unparalleled in NBA circles. And this is not a negative. Right? Most of the rage here against the machine of the Golden State Warriors is out of spite. Right? It's out of spite, this malignant growth of jealousy. Uh, you know, some mindless media dopes uh, think that the, the NBA itself should step in. What would they do? Was it, first of all, Adam Silver's essentially a jellyfish, right? He's shown to be a placemat, a floor mat. You can walk right on there. So what is he going to do? All right, the, he doesn't do anything. How is he going to demand that Kevin Durant not re-sign with the Golden State Warriors and go play in Portland or something? What is he going to do? So you know, break the team up? It's not going to happen. I don't know any commissioner that would do it. It's incoherent nut jobs that are trying to throw these whispers out. You know, uh, and, and here's another idea, right? Why don't you just beat the Warriors instead, right? The general mindset in the NBA, you know, do your job. Right? The second thing here, if your objective, if the goal here was right, it wouldn't be a problem. Right, if if you if you look at this and say, all right, Golden State is this a bad thing? Well, it's, it makes everyone look bad. But should this be motivation? Yes, for a couple of reasons. On one hand, beating the cream of the crop, right? Who, whoever eventually, you know, I, I realize that Golden State lost to Cleveland a couple of years ago in the finals because Draymond Green. You know, there's some mitigating factors, but they lost, right? But the perception is that this with Durant, they're invincible. At some point, someone will beat them, and then they'll be writing books and making documentaries about that team. Now, on the other hand, the goal should be, and this is why I'm not jealous. I, you know, you say, oh, you're jealous. I'm not. Like, because I would, I don't want those type of teams to be broken up. I think the goal for every NBA franchise should be to be like the Golden State Warriors. Rather than than have a pity party, why don't you find a way to, to morph into that? While it is true, Golden State is the benefactor of the fact that Kevin Durant decided to skedaddle out of the Dust Bowl and head to the Bay Area. The core of that team of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green were drafted, and they weren't top three picks in the NBA draft, which is this perception, this pathetic curse that that evil Sam Hinkie placed in the NBA, this myth that you have to have the top one of the top three picks in the draft or you're screwed. Right, and and so instead of treating this as a nuisance, you should say, well, there is an ends to the means here, and you also have the micro macro in play. Now, what does that mean? It, it means that, and this I've saw this before. I remember, you know, I'm not gonna, because I wasn't on the radio when the Chicago Bulls were winning, because I'm much younger than that. But I recall hearing stories from storied broadcasters that called the Chicago, you know, talked about the Chicago Bulls. At that time, people were critical of the Bulls. They were tired of the Bulls. They had Michael Jordan fatigue. And now those teams are romanticized, right, the dominant team. So you've got, as you're winning, as you're winning as a dominant team like Golden State, in the micro, you're not appreciated in the global world of basketball. It's only after that is done that you then are celebrated, and that's the macro part. And believe it or not, people will, years from now, celebrate and pump up how great this Golden State team was. And all 
future dominance in the NBA and you know next generations of players that come along, the barometer is going to be the Golden State Warriors. Now, the last thing, in addition to the the evil green-eyed monster, right? The, the NBA has been polluted with many teams that have essentially given up hope, right? As, ah, oh, we can't win, ah, oh, screw it. We'll just be like you know, Philadelphia had been for years and just suck out loud. They are pathetic failures. The, rather than break up Golden State, the NBA had a mandate some of these losing franchises. We, we've talked about in, in the last couple of years how because of this pandemic of losing and teams loving to lose and all that, that relegation should be a thing like they have in Europe. Right? Find a system there. Find a way to do it. There's a, there's a way you can pull it off and then you'll eliminate that. Or you'll certainly cut down on it, the intentional stinking. That, that would take place. Now, while Chris Paul – I'll look at Houston for a second because we ripped the Rockets, rightfully so. We were completely right about Chris Paul. We knew that from the beginning. They didn't listen to us. I will at least give Daryl Morey this credit, right? Unlike 98%, it seems, of these NBA executives, uh, he at least does not appear to be infected with the plague of modern NBA. Golden State, you know, they are oh, too good. Let's take our ball and go home. We'll just wait a couple of years. That loser's mindset that has won rampant uh, in, in the NBA. And owners, executives, coaches, players, that, that whole victim mentality thing. Like, oh, well, we're the, we just have no chance. We're the victim. Golden State's too good, right? Uh, I mean, it's silly, right? Now, this only enhances the legend of this particular run the Golden State Warriors on. The defeatist attitude is the default position. Now, it is my belief that eventually Golden State will be done in, whether it be by injury or as what that Pat Riley, uh, he put in his book years ago, uh, The Disease of Me, right, that he used to preach about Riley, he wrote a book about it, you know, underappreciation that, you know, Clay Thompson, you know, a couple of years from now, is like, I got to get out of here. I'm not, I'm not getting my share. It's all about Durant. It's all about Curry or Draymond Green or uh, even Durant, right? You know, one of them leaves, it becomes much easier. And then you've got the aging process taking in, in play. And guys, you know, they don't work as hard. You win every year. Some guys get lazy and all that together. Eventually, the Warriors will, will self-destruct. It's not going to go on forever. It's not a Bill Russell-like Celtics run. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox and uh, some different voices, different faces in the building here. We say hello in for Eddie Wreck-It Ralph. Is right over there. There he is. Down yeah. the street in my 6'4". Ben Maller, good evening to you. Hello, Wreck-It, Ralph. What a yeah. glorious night, and I agree with everything you say. That's great. Stop. There you go. Perfect perfect response. We love that. Nothing more to say, Ralph. Well, I'll still say more. Why, really? would, you, why would you criticize her, a team for drafting well? I'm not. I'm ripping the other people. No, that's what I, oh, I'm good. ripping All them. Right, good. No, it's, right, yeah. it's like they did it right. Yeah, I, I don't like giving credit, but I will concede that the Warriors got it right. The Knicks didn't the Knicks have a chance to draft Steph Curry, if I remember. A lot of teams did. Yeah, he was he the eighth or ninth pick or something like that. A lot I of think. teams had a chance yeah. to draft Clay Thompson. Yeah, a lot of teams had a chance to draft Draymond Green. I don't know, like Clay Thompson, like individual, like the individual parts. I don't know how good Clay Thompson would be if he was up by himself on a team. Didn't a lot have of teams it. had Andre Iguodala on their roster. Yeah, well, I'm not a big. Iguodala guy. The, the basketball media love Iguodala. They just massage him something fierce. They love him. They brought in one free agent, and that was Kevin Durant. Just happened to be a really good one. Second best player in the NBA they brought in. Kind of a big deal. Good. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I when I, when I eventually— no, no one seemed to criticize Miami for bringing in LeBron James. No, they, they people were upset with that, too. They were upset with people. Him. Were upset with any. It's a great thing about doing sports radio because really we we feed on the currency of rage, right? Because people don't react if there's not they're not upset about stuff. So <laughs> people were upset by the Miami Heat. They're like no, well, they, were, the they were upset with all. LeBron more than Miami Heat. Well, nobody really cares that much about Chris Bosh. You know, what I'm saying? there's not a lot of people that get worked up about Chris Bosh or Dwayne Wade for that matter. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, he's a good player, fine, whatever. I can react. So as far as the Washington Capitals, we'll get to the uh, the elephant in the room here, the Washington Capitals. So I watched Game 7. Uh, I, I did. I checked it out. I was observing. 
and I was openly cheering for my brothers and sisters in Vegas. I was so annoyed here with these capital fans, which I my theory on this here, uh, the amount of people, I did some Maller math. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. So I did some Maller math. The Washington Capitol fan base and how many people were out and about in the greater Washington, D.C. metropolitan area wearing red. The numbers do not correlate. So my theory here on this, and, and let me explain it out to you. My theory on this is what happened in Washington was known as the bandwagon effect, right? The bandwagon effect happened in Washington, and there were a bunch of opportunists that were like, hey, this is going to be a party. There is going to be one great party here, and I would like to be part of it. Bandwagon opportunists in yes. Washington? Well, I'm shocked. Well, those are the locals, right? We always hear, you know, don't judge Washington based on the locals. It's those evil, swindling politicians, those chameleons that come in from the outside, from all over America. That come uh, to Washington. Sounds like everyone's a chameleon. Yeah. No, but the, 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 I, that's what I saw. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's I'm so t- I'm tired of it. I was I was hoping that Vegas would win. Just and they Vegas ca- came back a couple. Like, the Capitals came back. It was a back and forth game, right? So I was I was hoping. Of course, you hope doesn't do anything. Uh, but I was I was pulling for the for Vegas, and they of course played like choking dogs there at the end. So we were trying to figure out in our production meeting, and we will will attempt to get to the bottom of this. As you pointed out, Ralph, of uh, all the cities in America to win a championship. Vegas is atop the list, right? It Num- has to a be. number one, king it, of the hill, and all it that. It is now. It is now the greatest place to win a championship. It has to be. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out where, and I'm looking here. We're trying to find out where the Capitals are partying right now in Vegas. And I, I was telling you, sometimes these teams, if you win a division title or something, you have a a, a celebration, and you end up having to like rent out a restaurant because there's nothing open. That's not an issue in Vegas. It's not not much of an issue there. So. No, there there are there are definitely options for sure. Yeah, and by the time the game ended, what time was it? Like not eight thirty nine. By the, am I right on that? Uh, Vegas time. Yeah, eight thirty. Yeah, so got to go all night, man. That's yeah, what you got to do. They they just had someplace lined up. I'm sure. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas. Where's your spot in Vegas, Ralph? What do you what do you like? Where's your party spot? Uh, that would be the. Uh, what ale house? So I can get the some ale shrimp house? and and you know good food. You go to the ale house in Vegas. That's your spot. There you yeah. go. All right. You know we have a, one of the the Maller militia guys runs uh, the, the clubs, the nightclubs in Vegas. Well, they, I can hook you up if you want. I, I would something. enjoy that. One of the more embarrassing moments of my life. I walked into. Uh, he hooked me up. He gave me VIP status at the the day club. At uh, I believe it was at the MG. No, it was not the MGM. It was across from the MGM. But I walked in and it was all uh, hard body dudes and uh, amazingly fit women in bikinis. And then there's me in my burka as I walked out there strutting out. So I look at me. Here I am. And a bucket hat. Oh, I had my bucket hat. Oh, it was so humiliating, uh, Ralph. I. I mean, it was it was bad. But I had, I had glasses on, so I felt like I was hiding behind the sunglasses. There you go. Because they couldn't, you know, they had the, the mirrored sunglasses, so they couldn't see my eyes. So I was like, the shame on my eyes, they could not see. Kind of, kind of like you could close your eyes as a child. You think you're invisible. There you go. Thank you for that. All right. Well, take your calls. Uh, we've got Iowa Sam is here, the beloved Iowa Sam, who's completely opposite than me. He was pulling. He was very excited. He, I saw him before the show. He was fired up because of the... Capitals won. As a lot of Capitals fans, I told them in Iowa. I mean, there's so many. You think right. of Washington Capital fan base. You think of the heartland of America. So many people that love uh, Capital hockey in Iowa. Yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'd say it's 51 percent Blackhawk fans and 49 percent Cat fans. No, it's. Uh, it's actually. I don't know what it is, Ben. It's yeah. like Vegas. Awesome that they have this team. But you got to suffer for a little while, you know. And DC sports have been suffering for the last 25 eh. years. So that's, I like the teams that, that have been suffering. Their pain yeah. pain comes to an end. Here's the way I look at it, though. All of America suffers because of D.C. politics. So I say make them suffer. 
right? They may raise our taxes. They stick it to us with all these laws. So I say stick it to Vegas. This is a bad day for America. It's a good day for Vegas. It's bad a bad dudes. That's a bad day for the United States of America because the people of Vegas are in a celebratory mood. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Another one bites the dust. We now have the results of eight days twisting in the wind for one Brian Calangelo, the executive in Philadelphia. You see the result? I think you kind of know what happened, yes? Uh, Calangelo forced to resign as the 76ers president of basketball operations because of the Twitter fiasco. He gone! Uh, The Sixers spent a bunch of cash. They hired a law firm, a bunch of dirty lawyers, to come in and investigate. And they said it was an independent investigation. That was the big selling point. Independent investigation. They found that Colangelo was, quote, careless and in some instances reckless in the sharing of very delicate, sensitive team information on the microblogging website. Colangelo's wife, I, I, I don't know if you followed the details on this, Colangelo's wife admitted that she set up and operated the accounts. This is what the internet discovered. Some internet sleuths doing their investigation. Some bloggers uncovered this, that Colangelo's wife, her phone number was tied to the Twitter accounts. Uh, they, the law firm, which got paid a lot more money than the Sixers bloggers, they claim that forensic evidence backed up the fact that it was indeed Colangelo's wife that was behind the evil plan. Uh, Brian Colangelo disputing the part where he intentionally handed over team secrets uh, to his wife. That was what resulted in him being forced out. So I wanted to talk about all this and have some conversation. For the purposes of our chat here, let's assume the position that Brian Colangelo did not commit Twitter adultery, that it was his wife that did it. His his wife was the one that was snooping around on Twitter. Let's assume that to be accurate, that Colangelo's hands are completely clean here except the fact that he married this woman and she's the one that happened to uh, really enjoy Twitter, the finer things in Twitter, uh, shall we say, right? So, uh, So he's out. He resigned. And where are we? So the wife fesses up, right? She said, I, my burner account, right? It was me. I, I was the one that did it. You know, hey, it's not his fault. Didn't matter. She attempted to be the fall girl, and it turned out that doesn't matter. You lose the job, right? Because Joel Embiid was going to be upset and all this. You can't have the wife go to public functions. Uh, so here's the, the question. You are Brian Colangelo. You're now out of work. I assume he's still going to get paid a nice big severance. You're Brian Colangelo. Should you love your wife more because she had full support for you? She had your back. She was trying to help you out. Or do you now resent her since she cost you a front office job in the NBA, right? Should Brian Colangelo have even more love for his wife because, hey, why not, man? This is... This is a woman that wanted to wanted to defend her husband's honor, and she did it in a nefarious way on Twitter. But the 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 thought was good. Or do you despise her because she cost you her job? Now, I'm actually going to side more on love in this particular department, right? Now, my viewpoint on this: you've got the advocate, the whistleblower, and toxic. And I want to bind all of this together. And I'll get your reaction to it. We'll, we'll have some conversation later about this. But but first of all, Brian Colangelo, as we have pointed out, we talked about this off and on over the last week plus, Colangelo was blessed in the genetic lottery. Not the not the LeBron James genetic lottery, but the reason he's had a long NBA career because his daddy set him up. Now, nepotism is a wonderful thing. And Jerry Colangelo sent his kid up, set his kid up for the family business, the NBA. And Colangelo's results, I would say mediocre, certainly less than spectacular. He's worked for the Suns, his his dad's old team, Toronto, Philadelphia. But his wife, see the wife angle to this, 
that's where it gets interesting, right? That's that's where it gets interesting. That's the intriguing part. It's I hear from guys all the time. It's very hard to find devotion and loyalty. I you know, guys get married and you start out with devotion, you start out with loyalty, but after a while those things kind of wane away and it's more of a business situation than anything, you know, it's not just kind of going through the motions. This is a woman who is a legitimate advocate for her husband. Right? It turned out to be the kiss of death for Brian Colangelo, but the fact that she would go out and establish uh, these Twitter accounts and and post these comments. Uh, to, you know, Barbara Bottini is her name, and I believe they've been married for a while. I don't think this is like new love. They've been around uh, together. For, you know, Colangelo just turned fifty three. I think they've been married for a number of years here. I don't know exactly when they got married, but they've been around for a while. So, uh, in terms of a relationship, uh, she thought what she was doing was going to help her husband out, right? Because no one would know and who cares and trying to be helpful, silently push back against the trolls and the critics on internet and websites, but Twitter in this case, but I'm sure she did it elsewhere, defending her husband. Uh, now, I'm, I'm pretty like, I think my wife is a, a real big defender of mine, but I got to tell you, my wife would never do this, right? My wife would never start burner accounts. I'll tell you why. She stopped listening to the show years ago. <laughs> All right, she she stopped listening to the show, and she, at one point she was on Twitter, and she got a taste of the deadbeats and the parasites that have infested uh, Twitter, and she's like, ah, that's not for me. So, so in that regard, I don't have to worry about it. Like she she defend me, like, but she's not, you know, she's not going to go there. Uh, now, secondly, one of the more overlooked parts, I find this story fascinating. One of the more overlooking overlooked parts of this, though. This, this whole scandal, is the question that remains, who's the snitch? Who is the snitch? We don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere. Someone fed this information to a writer at the fledgling ringer, which ultimately led to Colangelo's doomsday scenario. Who is the whistleblower? Now, I have two working theories on this. A full Ben Maller show investigation. I maintain that this has the makings of Sam Hinkie's revenge. Now, Sam Hinkie used to be the genius in Philadelphia who put together Trust the Process, which was a scam. We've talked about that a lot. But Sam Hinkie had the motivation for retaliation. We know he's an egomaniac, uh, his public persona. We know he's friends with a lot of the, the blogging community, the prominent bloggers out there. He's someone who would actually have a vested interest in this. like Because most people would say if there's a burner account and it's got like nobody following it or five or six people following it, does it really matter? You know, it's the old the tree falls in the forest argument. Like, you start getting upset and defensive if it's someone that has a good following because the perception is at that point, well, they're doing damage. Man, they're doing some damage. But if the person's got like three or four followers, who the hell cares if they you know, talk, you know, talk, blow some steam off all you want? Talk out of your ass all you want. Doesn't matter. Right? Like that's going to do any real damage. The other theory is that Colangelo's wife made a fatal mistake here. She got sloppy, right? Any good detective, you watch these detective shows, any police work, they'll tell you most criminals aren't caught. They catch themselves, right? They do something stupid, they screw up, and that's how they get caught. And so it's possible that Colangelo's wife got sloppy. And she started telling people that she had a burner obsession. And those loose lips reach someone, whether it's a, a Sam Hinkie sycophant or someone in the Sixers organization that didn't like Brian Colangelo. And one thing led to another, and ultimately it led to the demise of the Sixers president. It was successful. Now, the final word on this, we'll take some calls here in a minute. After the circus in Philadelphia, the the question also is out there, is he unemployable, Brian Colangelo? I say yes in the near future. Now, he doesn't have the same situation. That pitcher we talked about last night from Oregon State who – is likely n- never going to pitch in professional baseball at the major league level because 
Uh, when he was a teenager, he was involved in a sexual assault of a, a relative, and it's a you know m- messed up situation uh, for everybody involved. And so he's he didn't get drafted. He's one of the top pitchers in college baseball from Oregon State, but he didn't get drafted, uh, and and he likely will not play major league baseball. There's not that kind of stink, but he is toxic, Brian Colangelo. Right? I mean, many people don't believe that he was completely clueless about all this. And, and now, see, here, here's my position. Like, Colangelo is going to work in the NBA again. But it's not going to happen right away. He's never going to run a team again. I can see him getting essentially a figurehead position, which are kind of a dime a dozen, right? One of those menial jobs where you're an advisor or a consultant for an NBA team. And the reason that's going to happen is not because it should happen. It's going to happen as a favor to daddy, right? Because we see stories of Jerry Colangelo, the old man, Pops, who is not real happy, very upset by this, thinks his kid got railroaded. And so the patriarch, one of the patriarchs of the NBA from the Suns days, as a favor, I see that Brian Colangelo will get a job somewhere again in the NBA. All right, what do you think about all that? And we'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. And you can be part of the festivities. We say hello right over there to Wreck-It Ralph, the very vocal Wreck-It Ralph. Take an E, my ass. Ralph Irvin. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Ben. And we've been uh, scouring the internet for the all-important information. The Washington Capitals allegedly at Hakkasan tonight. At Hakkasan? At Hakkasan, and then they will bring up the sun probably at Drace. High five. Hakkasan? Hakkasan. What hotel is that at? That's at uh, MGM. Oh, all right. Oh, here, I'm looking Come at- on, Ben, you don't know Hakkasan? Hakkasan. Who? I, I stayed at the MGM. Tiesto week. performing tonight at Hakkasan. Oh, really? Is that, yes. a, is that a private party, or can anyone show up? Well, right? that was for Wrong anyone, thing. but uh, I'm going to guess that they're setting up special area. The Hakkasan nightclub. Who's performing tonight? Tiesto. Who's I think, that? I think Tiesto's there all the time. Well, Tiesto is not there every night. Oh, ne- wait. I got to go next Thursday. Little John's going to be there. Hey, now, that's my homeboy. We well, why not? He was, yeah. he was out in performing for free before the game at the uh, plaza outside the arena. Really? Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't a Little John impersonator? Uh, it was, quote, Hakkasan's Little John. Oh, really? End quote. Oh. I thought he was my friend. Maybe. Let's see, so how much do you think it costs to go to Hakkasan? Let's see here. It's, it's a uh, Thursday night, right? Is it even open tonight? Is it's it? free if you're with a hot girl. Well, yeah, hot hot women always are. But yeah. there's nothing like seeing the line of people trying to make themselves look hotter to get in the door. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. You, you ever ever a club guy, Ralph? Uh, you, you back in the day when you were a single radio guy, you ever? You know, no. Uh, They're so hot right now. Not, not, a, a, not a club guy. A little bit. A little bit. You did go out. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I, I went out uh, briefly when I, I very briefly traveled uh, with the, the, the baseball team. I went out because the guys would go out and uh, they did very well uh, and I didn't. Um, but that's because they had a lot of money and all that. I didn't, uh, didn't, didn't work out so well for me. They didn't throw you any scraps? Great cash, homie. I did all right a couple of times. A couple of, <laughs> a couple of, uh, Couple of moments there. What about you, Coop? Though you club guy, I know not we, at all. Not at all. No. How about Iowa Sam? Iowa Sam, young guy, L.A. man. He's never been to Vegas. I know he's in L.A. Those clubs in Hollywood and all. Watch that. yourself, Hills. Ralph. Um, I'm West more of LA. a I'm more of a dive bar guy. Yeah, I'm a uh, good yeah. like sweaty, grimy venue. Yeah, with cold PBR. Yeah, I like that. I like truck stops too. Like just you know, sure. If, yeah. if there's not a dartboard, Sam's not there. No pool <laughs> table. Dartboard. No dartboard. No dice. <laughs> What about the question though? Let me ask Ralph. Ralph, you're married, right? Your your wife, if you're Colangelo, do you love your wife more because she defended you? She was trying to do the right thing, right? She did the wrong thing, but she was trying to do the right thing. Or are you going to get a divorce now because she's uh, she got you fired? She cost you your job, embarrassed you. She, Brian Colangelo's a punchline now. Boy, that's a tough one. I I, 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 I I'm going with love because I'm yeah. a lover. Yeah, I'm I'd a lover. Probably stick with her. Yeah. I mean, if it was my wife as I know her now. I, as yeah, you know her now. Her. Yes. <laughs> but if you didn't know her that well, you'd be like, yeah. I'm well, not. it's you know, I, I'm just saying if it was a different person in a different scenario, I might think otherwise. Yeah. 
What about That's my wife you're talking about, man. How about Iowa Sam? Iowa Sam, you're uh, you're seeing somebody, I think. So uh, yes. you're dating somebody, uh-huh. and they're like, there's these trolls, these these evil parasites on Twitter that are attacking you. Yeah, and she defends you. She gets a couple of burner accounts, <sighs> and Scott Shapiro finds out about it, <laughs> and you're in trouble. Like, how do you handle that? Well, first I'd say like I would not want my SO to be that much into my business, like yeah. at work. Uh-huh. And I have to also think that Brian Colangelo really isn't getting that much heat on Twitter. I, like, l- let me put it this way. Like, he would have to go find it, okay? Because he's, yeah, he's not I mean, the head coach. He's not it, a player. No, but in Philadelphia. Like yeah, Sam they're, they're Hinton, ruthless. They are ruthless, number one. They're animals. Uh, you know, you know, I spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. Love love Philly. Oh, stop. Don't side suck up, okay? I, I have. My sister spent 12 <laughs> years of her life there. She lives there now. She's uh, she's uh, working there. She's married there. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh-huh. You know, so I, I have a lot of connections to Philadelphia, but... The the fans are they can be beasts and they can be they'll defecate all over them. The best thing that happened <laughs> to the White House is there was no defecation. The Eagle fans weren't weren't they didn't show up. Yeah, no no eating of the horse. No, but like horse dookie. Because Sam Hinkie was so popular, even though he didn't win squat, and this guy replaced Sam Hinkie, it was a total power play. There were people that ripped Brian Colangelo locally in Philadelphia because he wasn't he wasn't Sam Hinkie. Sure, yeah, I can oh. buy that locally. Yeah. yeah, but still, like, is that enough for? Your your wife to get involved? Okay, if if my wife or girlfriend, so whatever, came in and defended me in some way, I'd always appreciate that because then yeah. they sh- it shows that they have your back, loyalty, and vice versa. Right? But that's a little bit too much getting into like the nitty gritty of your kind of work and personal yeah. business. Well, tr- in radio, I, I the way it goes, I think we can all agree here. Maybe you not yet, but the when the women that you date or the significant other you date, they they love that you're on the radio for a while and then they stop listening. So it's 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 how that works. What about you, Koopa Loop? Koopa Loop, you know you you've dealt with this kind of stuff. Would you would you like it or hate it? Would you be like that's it? I'm out of here. Leave me alone. No, I mean you know yeah. it's all right. You're cool. You're like whatever, man. Yeah, exactly. Late whatever. It's just a no job. Time. I don't need a job. Who cares? Job, big deal. They took my job. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern. Yes, it's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Here we go. Third degree time. We bring in the Coop, the Loop, Justin Cooper. Ben, reports say that the Spurs currently aren't listening to trade offers for Kawhi Leonard. They hope to lock him up for a contract extension. When do you think they will start listening to trade offers? Yeah, I think this is what's known as a white lie. They're already they're already doing it. Listen, Kawhi Leonard, first of all, does not want to be in San Antonio. He's made that clear through his surrogates. Right? He wants a bigger stage. The NBA draft is a couple weeks away. I think we're less than two weeks away from the NBA draft. I would say if they aren't listening to trade offers in San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard, they are not doing their jobs. And B, Leonard either embellished the fact that he was hurt because he didn't want to play for the Spurs, or he's got a chronic injury. You pick either way. Would you give a guy like that $219 million and a Mega Max contract? Because that's what he wants, a Mega Max contract. Uh, these are irreconcilable differences. Relationships end all the time. I have advocated here on this show that if I'm San Antonio, I call the Milwaukee Bucks up. I say, I know you love the Greek freak. I know you love Giannis Adetokounmpo, but let's send him to San Antonio. We'll give you Kawhi Leonard. There's other players he can get. But, yeah, he's, his days are numbered. The Spurs would be complete fools if they keep him at this point. Next! Ben, the NFL is reportedly considering suspending Reuben Foster multiple games, despite the fact that he was never really charged with anything. Yeah. Do you think they will suspend him? And if they do, is it the right decision? Well, it's how the NFL does business, right? Reuben Foster is at the mercy of Roger Goodell. Think about that, right? And, and, and A, this the whole misdemeanor weapons charge, that's a game. The violation of the substance abuse policy by Reuben Foster, that's at least a game. So we're at least at two games. Where it gets murky is the domestic violence case, which was dropped because the girlfriend lied. But remember, the NFL could still suspend Reuben Foster for domestic violence in this case because Zeke Elliott, his girlfriend, lied. 
was proven to be a, a liar in the state of Ohio, and the NFL still dinged Ezekiel Elliott six games. So it's at the whim of Roger Goodell what he's going to do. And secondly, there is no set procedure here on this. Reuben Foster, he is a knucklehead. I'm not saying he's not uh, not worthy of suspension because he is, uh, but the, the, the issue is the rules, right? You know, he, he, they're not going to bend the rules for Reuben Foster. Roger Goodell and the underlings at the NFL, it's like being blindfolded and tossing darts and trying to hit the very middle there. The smart money says Reuben Foster gets at least four games. In fact, I'll bet on that. Four-plus games, I'll take that. I'm not going to take the under. Next! Now, NBA fans were in an uproar yesterday as a famed unicyclist, Red Panda, yeah, fell off. Red from, Panda! Yeah, fell off the That's unicycle my lady. Yeah. during halftime of the NBA Finals. She was at the Mystics game, I heard. The WNBA game. I did not even, uh, How about did not that? even know who the Mystics were. She goes from Cleveland to Washington. Man, what a life these halftime performers have. That's right, Ben. It got me wondering. You've probably been to a lot of basketball games in your time. Yeah. What's been the best halftime gig that you've seen in person? Well, as you know, Koopa, when I would be a media freeloader, at halftime I would go freeload and eat food. So I didn't watch a lot of halftime shows. But there were a few that I would stay out and watch. Uh, there There were some. Back in the old days, there was this guy that went around. He was a Michael Jackson impersonator. And he dressed like Michael Jackson, and he had mannequins, right, and on sticks. And it was like the Jackson Five. They were all dressed like Michael Jackson. I always watched that guy. I love that. I don't know what he. I don't know if he's still around. I don't know what he's doing these days. I love that guy. He was great. And any kind of eating stunt, like a food, uh, bur- they used to have Carl's Jr. Burger eating contest at halftime. Sometimes I always loved those. And uh, I know from watching stuff uh, on the internet in, in, in these games on you know, national TV or whatever. The, anything with a flipping animal, like a dog flipping, love flipping dogs are great. Uh, and I remember the Mavericks a couple years ago had a, a halftime show. I wasn't in person, but they had it was a human slinky. Have you seen that one, Coop? No. You've got to go to YouTube and type in human slinky. Mesmerizing. All right, that's, that's it. I have a limited uh, halftime performance performance knowledge and at one i remember one time the uh the clippers and lakers both had back-to-back nights they had these these uh two really buff guys covered in gold paint that were doing gymnastics and it was very uh very odd but anyway all right koopa loop there it is how did we do Ben, you passed this edition that's a winner (laughs) time now for the insta trivia here we go insta trivia uh, blank, blank is an everyday player hitting under 200, but hitting 378 with runners in scoring position. Again, we're looking for the name of an everyday baseball player. Uh, this person is an outfielder uh, and batting under 200 on the season, but hitting 378 with runners in scoring position. Fill in the blank. The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hit that. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. And it is Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself to the Ben Maller Show. The email address, if you'd like to submit jokes in a future episode, Show at gmail.com. Dot com. That's BenMallerShow at gmail.com. The super secret email address for jokes. Put jokes in the headlines so we know you're sending jokes. And away we go. We have our leadoff hitter, Sirius Sean, who's going to give us our joke. Hello, Sirius Sean. Woohoo! Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there he is. None of your friends are here, though, Sirius Sean. You, you don't really know Iowa Sam. You don't know Wreck-It Ralph. Oops, I know. Coop, I know. Oh, you know Coop. That's true. Your Coop's That's over right. there. Yeah, you guys are. Well, you Ralph a... knows who I am, though. Oh, does he? Ralph, do you know this guy? Serious Sean tunes in to us on the weekends. Oh, okay. On my <laughs> advice. Oh, all right. Jonas Knox. Yeah. yeah. All right. I will dazzle us. Here we go. The leadoff joke for the lame jokes of the week. Okay. Why don't orphans play baseball? Why don't orphans play baseball? This is a new one. I've never heard this. I don't know. Because they don't know where home is. Oh, 
Thank you. Bye bye. Be good. All right. Do your homework. Uh, there he goes. Serious Sean. So the way this works, I will read the joke. I will bounce the joke off Ralph right over there. Ralph will bounce the joke back to me, and then I will plausibly give you the punchline. At that point, Iowa Sam will check in. He'll play this if it's funny. Woohoo! Ha <laughs> ha! This if it's this if it's not funny, you'll hear this, and then uh, if you go either way, you'll hear this. All right, there you go. All right, uh, very good. And Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. Uh, what is J.R. Smith's favorite Rolling Stones song? This is from Cowboy John Brad, by the way. What is J.R. Smith's favorite Rolling Stones song? Yeah, it's uh, "Time Is on My Side." That's uh, that's from uh, Cowboy. John Brad, what's the difference between an in-law and an outlaw? What is the difference between an in-law yeah. and an outlaw? Uh, outlaws are wanted. You know. <laughs> right. uh, Mike sent that one in. Uh, Apple, it turns out they're not going to be able to make self-driving cars, Ralph. Wait a minute. Apple is not going to be able to make self-driving yeah, cars? They say they don't make anything for Windows. <sighs> what? Do I I have to explain that, Coop? Anything for Windows? Yes. It doesn't doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I'll explain it later. Uh, What is the most popular site for people in Iowa? The most popular site for people in Iowa. The sign saying you are now leaving Iowa. That's from uh, George in (laughs) Rochester. George in Rochester, Minnesota. Garbage. All right, you got anything over there, Koopaloo? What do you got? You got any of that? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Good. Hold, hold on, hold All on. All right, I'll do another joke. All right, yes, you please. Uh, let's see here. What, what do you call an FBI agent who can't bust a move on the dance floor? An FBI agent who cannot bust a move on the dance floor. Yeah. Gun shy. Yeah. Did you see Are that? you hot? Did you see that video this week? That's from Just Josh. That was scary. That yeah, was horrible. What, where do you shoot the guy? Like, where, like, leg or arm? Yeah, the leg. Oh, okay. Right. That was terrible. Imagine being that guy. You're sitting there watching a dopey dance-off. And the, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Did you know that this is from Surfer Todd, our friendly comedian, professional comedian? Did you know that Justin Cooper is using marijuana to fight terrorism? Justin Cooper is using marijuana to fight terrorism. That's right. Last week, he got high. He went to the AMPM and killed two ICs. Oh, jeez. Are you high? <laughs> you ready now, Coop? You got it. Yeah. Talk? All right. Very good. Um, What do you call a scarf designed by Kate Spade? Oh, no. Oh, boy. An accessory to murder. <laughs> you suck. Jackass. Oh, that was Coop. Uh, last week, the Houston Rockets missed an NBA record 27 con- consecutive three-point shot attempts in one game. 27 consecutive yeah. missed three-pointers. Yeah, the Rockets put up so many bricks that Donald Trump's border wall is now halfway to El Paso. That was <laughs> 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 right, That's from NR who sent that one in. Uh, what do lazy people do for exercise? This is from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. What do lazy people do for exercise? Diddly squats. Anything else? Yeah. No, he didn't like that. Uh, what <laughs> garbage? What does Bartolo Colon do when people make fun of his weight? What does Bartolo Colon do with the many times people make fun of his weight? He cuts himself a piece of cake. That's, that's <laughs> from Anthony and Anna. <laughs> Who also sent this one in. When does Bartolo Colon look skinny in a bathing suit? When does Bartolo Colon look skinny in a bathing suit? When he's swimming with whales. That was a disgraceful performance. I like that. What else you got, Coop? That's all I got for now. That's all? You're scared of the other ones. I got you. Well, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, Did you hear about the zoo that only had a dog? It had one dog. That's it. Zoo with just one dog. Yeah, it was a shih tzu. So, listen, uh, Max in Massachusetts sent that one in. Uh, let's see. I don't know if we can read that one. Uh, why did LeBron take a shower with his shoes on? Why did LeBron take a shower with his shoes on? He hates the smell of defeat. <laughs> Sam, boy, I like you, Iowa Sam. You're, you're making this a lot more fun. This is what I want in these lame jokes. All right. Uh, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week here. Uh, let's see here. Why were the Warriors laughing at J.R. Smith? 
Why were the Warriors laughing at J.R. Smith? Because the choke was on him. Limited time, Coop. What do you got, Coop? We got to pick so, it up. So in retrospect, there was only one accessory that, uh, that Kate Spade lacked the most. Oh, boy. It was a suicide watch. No! Keep walking, Coop. Uh, why can't LeBron James stand on his tippy toes? Why can't LeBron James stand on his tippy toes? He's got no support from his calves. He's got no. All right, last one. <laughs> what is Coop's favorite time in history? The Dumb. Stone Age. He likes the Stone Age. <laughs> that All right. was a disgraceful performance. Oh, was it? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 